0: This week on Setting Money on Fire, we live up to our name as we review last week's best bets and the things we did with them. Also, we start the NBA over-unders, this time division by division, and only one division, the Pacific Division. We're also going to talk about what happened in the NFL last weekend, what's upcoming, our best bets for this week, and some more survivor pool thoughts. It's all happening right now on Setting Money on Fire with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy.
1: I uh, I am glad that we titled the podcast Setting Money on Fire after the week one that we had with our best bets. Although we, one of one of the best bets, my best bet, is looking pretty good right now.
0: Yeah, by the way, um, we didn't title it Setting Money on Fire. It's actually called Lighting Money oh, on yeah. Fire. I realized that as I said it. It's like, oh, that's not the name.
1: Whatever, it's the same concept. It's really close. It's, <laughs> it's, it's
0: only the second show. We're still finding our feet on this.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can call them like... Um, Desperate Housewives or like really sad Housewives. You can say either one. It's the same with this podcast,
0: right? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm gonna go watch really sad Housewives. By the way, season one, quite good. Oh yeah, quite good. Surprisingly good. Fun. I don't fun show.
1: I don't think I ever saw any of that at yeah. all. Um. So yeah, we we definitely our first bet that came in this this year was the the money was lit on fire. Let's talk about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Let's talk about that. That was uh, Jonathan's best bet from
0: from last week. Yes. It in. was the uh, Steelers minus, at the time, minus three and a half yeah. against the Browns. That's, although we ended up getting it at minus four, which was not as good. We still took the bet. And I have to say, this bet looked pretty good pretty much the entire game.
1: It did, but then it didn't. We, uh, well, yeah. we were watching the game together, and then it got tied at 21-21. Well, uh,
0: you're, you're, you're glossing over some important okay, details. please. The Steelers were up by 14 points with the ball with eight minutes to go in the game. That is accurate. It was 21-7. to The Browns hadn't won a game in over a year. This game was looking amazing. This was like, I was feeling, wasn't even thinking about this game in terms of the money part of it. Like I was like, oh, well, we win this. And then things happened in succession very quickly, you know, where there were like fumbles and interceptions, I think, and turnovers and touchdowns. It was just awful. And this only was 21-21. And then
1: we were in such a bad spot because it was the worst spot when the Browns took over with like, Six minutes left, and then they had to punt, and then the Steelers took over with yes. three minutes left, and we are like, well, they're just going to try to get a field goal, and we're not going to cover. Yeah, that half, be horrible. Is,
0: that half point, or in our case, truly, a full point yeah. was just going to murder us, the the hook, as they call it. But as actually, it turns out that didn't happen. Nope. They ended up going to overtime, and the Steelers had, I think, three possessions in overtime, but couldn't get it done. It was weird. Now, the, the elements were in play here. It was raining really hard, which also makes it really hard for the Browns to score two touchdowns in the yeah. last eight minutes. But somehow they did. So I'm going to lament that as a pretty unlucky uh, loss there. But that happens. That happens a lot. And it happened here.
1: Yeah. um, This is probably a good time to talk about the slight restructuring of how we're betting. Yeah. Because last week we were saying we have this ten thousand dollar bankroll and we're betting two hundred fifty dollar increments all the time. Mm-hmm. We're kind of removing the bankroll element. We're just going to be betting. Yes. And we're going to be betting hundred dollar increments. Yeah, and we in thought some,
0: that would be easier. We don't have to worry about using up any of the bankroll quickly and just feel better about. Sometimes, the whole
1: thing. if we really like a bet, maybe we'll do multiple units yeah. on a bet, which would be multiple hundred dollar units. Yeah, that sounds
0: um, that sounds about right. Um, another thing you guys should know is we talked about betting Aaron Donald at 207-1 to 1 yeah. for the NFL MVP. We actually could not get that bet covered. No one would take that bet. And by the time we tried to do it in the places we thought we had it, it no longer was available. So we did not end up making that bet. We did bet the Steelers minus four, and we did bet the, the Detroit Lions, as Grant was talking about, at under seven and a half wins we ended Eighth, up getting. Under eight wins, I I thought. think we ended up going under seven and a half um, with minus like one, uh, 118, I okay. think that's what it was. Well, that looks um, pretty good right now. Looks great. They got decimated, or as uh, we might call it, might say bifurcated. <laughs> Tertiated, maybe. Yeah, by the Jets somehow. It was, f- was it 48 to 17? Yeah, I think that was. I mean, come what on. It was.
1: Uh, so let's talk about that because that okay. was a bit of a uh, double edged sword for us in that that's not the proper usage, but whatever. Nope. Uh, shut the fuck up. Uh, it, <laughs> It was a. It was good and bad. It was good in that my best bet of the week last last week was it was supposed to be eight wins, but whatever, seven and a half is what we got it at for taking the under on the Lions because of the difficulty of their division and yeah. um, my belief, at least, that they are the worst team in that division, the yeah. NFC North, and that was proven. It seems. I mean, I mean, that's a pr- ridiculous no- thing to say. Nothing after is proven week. in on. week. Nothing is proven in week one. But if you were to make that assessment now, everybody would likely agree with it.
0: That they're the worst team in that division. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It seems hard to believe they wouldn't be, unless Aaron Rodgers is going to be out for the season, and even then, even then, it's close. It's close. Yeah. Um. So, but I would, t- I would think the the Packers would be worse. And when off. when making that bet, when taking
1: under eight wins, we were kind of assuming they're just going to is a cakewalk week one win for them. Like mm. we were not counting that as one of the losses. Of course. Yeah no, yeah.
0: no. This was this seemed like a sort of a wacky thing to pick them in Survivor as we did. Um. And also take them under seven and a half, but it felt like that was just the play in both spots, so we did it.
1: Yep, and that's the other side of things, the
0: survivor side yes. of things.
1: Week one, we're out. <laughs> we,
0: uh, yeah, I actually have one of my survivor pools that I'm still in is uh, has two strikes, so I'm still alive, but you know, it's very unlikely now. But, but we're still going to keep doing survivor talk, yeah, because we know some. Uh, hopefully, a lot of you guys didn't take our advice, went with one of the many other teams like Baltimore. And, uh, of course, if you took our advice and avoided New Orleans, at least we did that. you that solid. Something like 30% of people are out of survivor pools just on that, which is sort of the, the exact stuff we were talking about last week and why that was such a bad team to take, even though they were the biggest favorite.
1: Yeah, but for the sake of this podcast's survivor bet,
0: yes, we're, we're dead. That's we correct. We're out on all of those. But since I'm still in, we're going to play along with Jonathan on that one. But okay. enough about the past. Let's get to the future. Well, let's we have to about... face the past and what we've done, Jonathan. Well, We we already did, didn't <laughs> yeah. we? Not? Okay, so let's, yeah. let's look at the future now. We have an upcoming NFL weekend. Yeah. And uh, what's our best bets for this weekend, man? What do you got? Do you want me to start? Yeah. All right, so uh, to preface this, I want to
1: say we bet the point spread in the Steelers game last week. Yeah. I... I know those are the more popular bets. By a lot. And people believe that the books are easier to beat
0: on those bets. I don't think anyone believes that. Oh, really? I think it's, I mean, um, from an expected value point of view, the point spread and the money line are the same thing. Okay. Um, But so it's just as it's easier to understand and it's more like a 50-50 bet in terms of, you know, so I think mostly that's why people want to do it.
1: Right. Um. I prefer betting the money line. I, I, I would rather have a more pure rooting interest in right. having a team win rather yeah. than like, oh, I hope they win by six or more. And like, it doesn't matter if they win with an amazing last second touchdown to win by three. You know, like I want to enjoy that
0: moment. I totally understand that. And we can talk about money line bets if you want. But just to be clear, like the vast, massive majority of the world and, and, and whatever part, whatever... Audience we end up with, the vast majority of our audience is going to be betting point spreads. I know. So I, I think we should mostly lean on point spreads, but it doesn't mean to say we can ignore money. We have to ignore money it's just lines. It's
1: m- not as fun, man. I don't know, man. It can be pretty fun. It's sapping the joy out of my life.
0: <laughs> anyway, what's, what's your best bet for the week?
1: Okay. My best bet of the week is, in any capacity, taking the Chargers at home against the Buffalo Bills.
0: Oh, okay. The, Let's take a look at that. The point spread. The Chargers are on the road, oh. by the way. You said at home. I thought it was at home. That nope. changes things a little bit. Yes, it does.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I still want to do it
0: because... <laughs> the- <laughs> okay. Well, that's... Go ahead. Go ahead and talk. But I think that's it's a really big deal that they're not at home.
1: I agree. But the Bills... The Bills. you see the Bills last week? Yeah. It was against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. The score was 47 to 3. That's correct. They were starting Nathan Peterman. They might start Josh Allen, who they chose to start Nathan Peterman over.
0: Or... <laughs> That's true. Now, he played better than Peterman, but he didn't play well. Yeah. And the Chargers looked pretty good. Yeah. The Chargers are a competent NFL team at, at a minimum.
1: Yeah. I think they are better than they were last year is what it looks like so far, offensively at least. They have a few more weapons. That's probably true. And defensively, I think they still aren't going to have Joey Bosa. Is They're there? not.
0: That's that's the word.
1: But does it matter against the fucking Bills? The Bills are so bad. And okay. Okay.
0: But let me stop you for a second. Let's I wanna I wanna push back on one piece in particular. So the line is eight and a half, right? Seven and a half. Oh, I have eight and a half here, but okay. Um we'll go with you because you have the pinnacle numbers, right? Uh no. It's a different okay. Um is it is the is it about the same on both sides in terms of the price?
1: Yes. Well, no. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) It's you get you get plus one oh two if you bet on the chargers.
0: Okay, so it's seven and a half plus one oh two. Okay. So Maybe this is a useful thing, um, what the value of home field advantage is. Okay. So talk about that for a little bit. So, All
1: right. So the usually it's worth, what, four points? Something like that?
0: Um, well, yeah. And in, from a neutral field, it's worth about two and a half to three points for an NFL team. So the swing is like five to six points. Okay. So just to be clear for for like – and I'm not saying this – like this is just something for to think about. Like if you thought it was a good bet – Uh, If the Chargers were at home, minus seven and a half, that's sort of like saying you think it's a good bet on the road. It's like Chargers, like minus two and a half.
1: Well, I thought it was an incredible bet.
0: Okay. (laughs) But I was saying that's a huge difference too. Like you're also swinging over two key numbers, the three and the seven, um, which the three is the number which um, 12% of NFL games end on. So it's a a key push number and it's often going to, like a lot of games end close to that. And then seven is another, of course, because touchdowns. Um, a lot of games like being over seven is a big, big jump too. And often you're going to see books hold on and not allow a seven to go to a seven and a half or a three to go to three and a half or seven to six and a half or three to two and a half because it's such a swing in terms of uh, money. So they're really careful about those extra half points. And once you get past that, like seven and a half to eight and a half isn't that big a deal. Seven and a half to eight, yeah. Once you hit nine again, it starts to get closer. Um, to them slowing down. But there's certain places where you're going to see books be really free with the numbers, like from half a point to two and a half points is about this. They don't really care that much. But as soon as you hit three, they care a lot. Okay. So so crossing over two key numbers, three and seven, really matters and is at least something to take into, into consideration.
1: Well, maybe this is a good time to consider betting the money line instead then.
0: Oh, okay. Well, what's of, the money line?
1: Well, it's minus 305. If yeah. You, so so
0: you I have to win, you know, three out of four times.
1: Yeah which I think is I mean I obviously the book thinks that the bills are gonna win a quarter of the time yeah it doesn't really feel that way to me
0: okay I I'm not really convinced that this is a great bet yet um, this my two bets are sort of on the opposite side of this not this bet specifically but sort of like trying not to overreact to what happened in week one and I feel like this is a great a classic potential overreaction thing where the bills look so bad and got yep. so blown out that it's easy to think they're just gonna be horrible no matter what and that can that can be true, but mostly what happens is NFL teams are have a lot of pretty good players on it, and it's hard to win, and it's hard to win by a lot, mostly. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I hear that, but it feels like it would be more of an overreaction if the Bills had any hope before the season even begun. And it's... They, yeah, they that's start, fair. They started out hopeless. Yes. And then they got destroyed by a team that nobody thinks is really that good, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't think they're maybe, really good.
0: Maybe in three weeks or four weeks, we're going to think they're really like what
1: good. What are the bright spots on the Bills?
0: There are none. Oh, the Bills. I think you are going to say the Ravens there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They may have a better defense, may have a better offensive line than, than we're aware of. I don't know.
1: I, based on what I've heard about their defense, they're considered one of the worst defenses in the NFL.
0: I mean, okay. But people have a really hard time figuring out what are the good and bad defenses before the season starts. Yeah. They're often wrong about that stuff. Okay. Uh, I I would ahead. like
1: to bet the money line on this because... Couple reasons. Mm-hmm. One, I do actually believe, and I don't think this is necessarily an overreaction to last week, that. I mean, like, I, I think it, there was an argument for three or four teams being the worst team in the NFL. And if anybody were polled, if their experts were polled, I, almost all of them would say the Bills are the worst team in the NFL right now.
0: Um, they would certainly be in the top three worst yep. teams by, on everyone's list, no question about it.
1: I'm a bit less sure about this, but I, I kind of feel like the Chargers are better than the Ravens
0: by a decent margin. If I were guessing, I would say that too. But again, in, in three weeks, we may really strongly disagree with that sentiment.
1: Maybe. I mean, and as. Of course, in the NFL, the most important position by a wide margin is quarterback, and mm-hmm. that is just not being solved yet for the Bills. I mean, we're not expecting Josh Allen to be anything special right away, mm-hmm. right? And if they go to Peterman, we, that guy's the guy who's thrown five interceptions and a half before Yeah, and had the game he had
0: last week. So another reason why I'm not super keen on this bet is because what you're saying is what general public sentiment would be about this bet. And so it feels like sort of Fair. the... Um, but bookmakers are pl- often play into that sentiment, and they often so like I always try and find lines that I don't feel good about, for the most part. Like a line that I don't feel comfortable with, because that's usually a better line to take. Because um, whatever feels like conventional wisdom is usually, if there's a line that plays into the conventional wisdom, it feels like oh that's an obvious win. It's almost never an obvious win. They would never give you that line. Like yeah. So so let's at least we're, we're not deciding where we're actually going to bet on this yet. But I I'm not I'm not convinced on that bet. For lots, for all the reasons I've i don't said.
1: Know, I think we should listen to the guy who had a good bet last <laughs> week instead of the guy who had a shitty
0: bet. Well, let me tell you my two. Okay. And we'll see. Oh, do you have more, by the way? Uh, no, that was my only bet of the week. Okay, cool. So I've got two as well. One of them is, and I'm curious to see if we have the same numbers because I'm just looking at Yahoo here with the, um, for the betting line. So we'll see if it's the same. So I, Minnesota at Green Bay, what do you have for the line? Oh, I don't actually have all the lines up. Oh, okay. So according to Yahoo, it's even. So I feel, it, I know Minnesota's on the road. Against Green Bay. But there's two things that really stand out to me about why I really like Minnesota in this game. Besides the fact that Minnesota is probably the better team anyway. But forgetting about that. I I definitely believe Minnesota is the better team. But forgetting about that. Number one, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be 100% in that game if he plays. Yeah. There's a chance he's not going to play. I know he came back and had the game of all games. And we're going to talk about what happened over the NFL weekend soon. But Aaron Rodgers, we saw, I mean, Chris Collinsworth did a great job in one uh, the replays, where he showed Aaron Rodgers when he's healthy, the way he would pivot, and when he is not healthy, which was in that game last night or two nights ago, when he pivoted and how different it was and how he was sort of lugging his leg around. That said, that, yeah. that touched on to Geronimo Allison was Amazing. on the non-pivoting leg. Incredible. And it was a, the most perfect throw I've ever seen. It was beautiful. Yeah. That guy is a marvel. Yeah. Okay, but Aaron Rodgers is... If he plays, which he is not a guarantee, he may, he's not going to be 100%. We all know that. Yeah. I don't know how much that's going to affect him or not, but he's not going to be 100%. That's number one. Number two, because of that comeback and the way the narrative went on that, I think it's going to be really easy for the public to get excited about Green Bay more than they should. And so the fact that there's a chance Rodgers is even going to play, and if he does, he's not going to be 100%, and the rest of Green Bay isn't that good. I don't know. I really like Minnesota in an even money spot here like a lot
1: yeah we're recording this on tuesday yeah. the reason i agree with you and like this bet the reason i like it the most yeah is there's a chance at some point during this week that aaron Rodgers gets ruled out of the game exactly and if we can make the bet before then because we're on tuesday now and it's at even money the line's going to move a ton if that news comes out i gotta believe
0: that and there's no way he's going to be 100 no matter what right? right so that's pretty good too yeah if he was 100%, what should the line be? Like, Green Bay minus one, one and a half? I mean, I feel like they're just giving... This feels like a great spot. Yeah. I, I actually think if, if the comeback hadn't happened the way it did, this line wouldn't be as good. I mean, what
1: if, what if they just didn't get the last touchdown? What if, right.
0: what if they lost the game? Right. I think, I think Minnesota would be favored. Yeah. So that's crazy and shouldn't matter. Right. Because we're just talking about the future here. My other best bet is of, of a similar ilk, which is, again, where I'm looking for the public to overreact to something that happened, and it's Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Okay. Philadelphia is a three-point favorite, and I like the Philadelphia Eagles in this game. Tampa Bay scored 48 points against in New Orleans against a team that everyone thought they were going to get railed by. And everybody thought the Saints defense was good. I
1: don't, right. I don't know if that's what people think anymore. People are super excited again about Ryan Fitzpatrick. He always does this. He does this like... Twice
0: a millennia, right? We he's, know he's who this in guy the is, for right? Many millennia, like he's not going. He's not suddenly a god, right? No, he's like who he is. He's been doing this forever. He may be pretty good sometimes. Like he had a good year with the Jets once, but he's like at best an average quarterback. And you know what? He's not even that good, really, right? He's right. he's a below average quarterback who has some good games. Philadelphia won the Super Bowl last year with Nick Foles. Nick Foles is probably starting again. There's a chance Carson Waltz, Wentz is playing, excuse me. But I love filling this spot where. I think people are just overreacting to Tampa Bay and, and Philly should be a much bigger favorite than 3 points. There's a chance Tampa is good and we're just wrong about them, but I mean, there's a better chance I think that Philly's going to win by more than 3, personally. Do you so those the, are my two best bets. Do you know bets. what the money
1: line is? I kind of want to bet. I
0: I would guess it's uh if it's 3 points it's probably minus 150. I want to bet money line. That is my Yeah, we could look and see, but So I anyways, I
1: think uh, that's a good bet as well. I agree with you. Cool. And a lot of the offensive success Tampa Bay had was through Deshaun Jackson, somewhat surprisingly, last yes. week. And he's going to be out. He's oh, hurt. is he really? He's hurt,
0: yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And didn't they also, is Willie Sneed on that team too? No, that he's on is tennis. the Baltimore's. Oh, he's on Baltimore, right. The Baltimore right. Ravens. Yeah. I mean, Mike Evans had an outrageous game and he is great. He's a yeah. great player. But besides that, I don't know. That team, maybe maybe they're good. There's, there's always a few teams in the NFL which come out of nowhere. Kind of really like good. the
1: Eagles last year, actually.
0: Um, to some degree, yeah, that's right. Because Wentz was way better than expected. Yeah, and he was. He arrived. They were early, not two role contenders
1: at the beginning of the no. year in anybody's
0: mind. And then they were like eleven and one, and it's yeah. like, oh, they might be the best team in the league, and yeah. Wentz is the clear MVP.
1: Yeah, right? so that could happen in Tampa, but it doesn't feel like that's accurate. They
0: don't have anyone who's going to be the clear MVP on that team. I right? mean,
1: but that said, the overreaction might be occurring because it feels so legitimate to think like the Saints were supposed to be a contender coming in, right? And they just got just beat the shit. Right. Like, by, by the
0: Buccaneers. So there's, there's a few ways it could go. It could be the Saints aren't as good as we think. Yep. It could be the Bucks are way better than we think. Or it could just be one of those weird games where, like, everything got away from the Saints and they lost, and it was just unlucky. Yeah. Um, if that's, so two of those three outcomes are pretty good for us. One sure. of them is the Bucks are way better than we think, and then this isn't a great bet. Okay. But I think two, two out of three times we're probably on the right side of that. And by the way, even if the Bucks are, Bucks are better than we think, Philly minus three isn't that bad a bet anyway. So, I like it. I, li- I think that's a good bet, too. Cool. Yeah. I'm, all right. I'm interested in that bet. All right. So, we're going to get... Just so you guys understand how the show works. So, these are our best bets. And we're not actually... We haven't decided what, which of those we're betting or not. Although, you've heard we clearly have some opinions about that already. That's for later in the show when we actually do all our bets. And we're also going to get into what we're doing with Survivor Pool. Um, now, though, we're going to talk about what happened last weekend in the darn NFL. The National... Football League, Grant. Well, oh, I forgot about that joke. Yeah, it's back. Yeah, uh, great. It's back forever. Ugh, son of a bitch. It's a National League of football. Ugh, my God, I'm <laughs> in so much pain already.
1: <laughs> All right, to you, what, what are... Give me two headlines okay. from last week in your mind.
0: I mean, I think the biggest headline has got to be what we've already talked about a little bit, which is Aaron Rodgers. The, the Packers are down 20 to nothing in the second half, and Aaron Rodgers looks like he's out for the season. He comes back in the game and wins. Yep. I don't understand, how that, I don't understand what happened. The Bears, had the, ga- the Bears had the interception. Who's the guy who dropped it? What's Kyle Fuller. Yeah.
1: Who is one of the better cornerbacks in the league with some of the worst hands in the league. That's
0: correct. <laughs> so, Collins, Collinsworth mentioned that he dropped six interceptions last year.
1: If he just catches that ball,
0: the game is over For sure. right away. Yeah, the game's done. There's like, there's like two minutes and 20 seconds left in the game at that point. It's over. That was the best game of the week. Almost certainly, right? I don't see how anything could have been better than yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's a game. That may be the best game of the year. I it mean, might be. That yeah. was outrageous.
1: Yeah, it wasn't so great for me because I'm from Chicago and a Bears fan. And yeah. we finally have hope. Obviously, if you saw the game, you would think, especially in the first half, the Bears look pretty good. You know? They look great. There's there's actual hope here. Khali- the troops. Khalil Mack was a fucking monster. Yeah, he was. He. he The first half, what was the he uh, you had mentioned a stat he had a fumble recovery, a sack, an interception, and a a forced fumble, and a forced fumble all in the same game, and a
0: touchdown, a defensive touchdown that
1: hasn't happened since 2016 when it was done by Khalil Mack. That's right. Uh, a stat that they said during the game is that has I don't know who it was, but it hasn't happened since 1980 that it all happened in the first half, and that's what happened with Khalil Mack.
0: Oh my gosh, it happened in one half. So it's weird, right? I mean, the Bears looked pretty good. Trubisky looked reasonable, yeah. especially in the first half. Allen Robinson game looked, pretty looked okay. good. Yeah, Allen Robinson made some tough catches. Jordan Howard had four receptions. He's not known for that. Nagy looked like he had sort of like off- cool offensive things happening. The Packers' defense is only okay anyway. Struggled to stop them. Rodgers got hurt, and it looked like it was just over. And then the walls came a-tumbling down. Yep. Do you, now, my question to you as a Bears fan... Do you blame any of this on the head coach? Do you think they got too conservative with the play calling or not conservative enough? Do you think they should have done different kinds of things? Or do you think just it didn't work out? I think it was
1: a bit fluky. Like the dropped interception type fluky. That one for sure. The Aaron Rodgers throwing a perfect ball to Geronimo Allison. I don't know how it happened. Type fluky, where that was like, I think the issues were defensive. Like, I think it's fine to be Mm -hmm. conservative when you're up 20 nothing against the Packers. Yeah, me too. And with like, I don't know, three minutes left to go in the third quarter or whatever it was. I think it's totally fine to, to run the ball a bunch, especially when you have a, a like blue chip running back in Jordan Howard. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Like It was super unlucky that Rodgers threw that ball so well to Geronimo Allison because he was well covered. The majority of throws are not <laughs> going to be caught there. It's true.
0: He was extremely was, well covered. I
1: also think the Randall Cobb touchdown was pretty fluky. Like A linebacker got caught going the wrong direction and couldn't cover that part of the field, and he just had one of those things where he was... Cobb was just heading in the right direction at the right time that the defense couldn't catch up with him.
0: I mean, he also like, it felt like he should have been tackled two or three times yeah. along the way and somehow didn't get tackled. Yeah. So weird.
1: I, I really think it was fluky and I don't blame Nagy for it. Okay. Um, especially when you have a quarterback who has, does not have a lot of experience. I think it's totally fine to just try to pound the ball on the ground. and I
0: w- hope I w- for the best. We'll say that whenever, uh, in the fourth quarter, when the bears clearly needed to like get a few first downs, Trubisky, not only did he fail at that, but he failed in ways that look like a kid who was nervous. Yep, and that's and probably it's, what he is. And it's fine. It's the first. It's his first game of his second year, and it's first time there's any expectations at all. And he's got a long way to go. And you got to figure at some point he's probably going to figure that piece. If he doesn't figure that piece out, he's not going to make it. But if he figures that piece out, I expect he'll be fine. So I'm not. I'm not worried about him in that way. But it, it definitely showed like where Aaron Rodgers was making cool, great, crisp passes on one leg yeah. when, when everything was on the line and. And it felt like uh, Trubisky couldn't complete, like was just air mailing certain passes over yep. guys, like badly missing people um, on third and like six. And Like sometimes you don't get it, but like third and six, like where there's no chance at all and the guy like is sort of open is not good.
1: Right? Yeah, and, the, and there were a couple of times when it would be like third and 11 and he'd throw a, a five yard pass yeah. to a guy who's going to get tackled right away and there's nothing you could do.
0: I hate watching act, that. Yeah. Matt Castle did that a little bit when he came in on third down yeah. for, when Stafford got hurt for a second in the Lions game last night. And it was, the same, it was like third and nine, and he threw like a four-yard pass to a guy who had no chance. And it's like, why even throw the ball? Like, try something else, man. You're already down by a lot of points. This is brutal. That leads me to another headline. Yeah. Sam Darnold. Yes. Is this guy
1: legit, or is that just a one-game sample size? Because he... He might be the Kareem Hunt of quarterbacks where his first play was a disaster. It was. Kareem Hunt never once fumbled in his college career. His first play in the NFL he fumbled, then went on to have one of the best running back games of the year last year.
0: Yeah, that was right cool. away.
1: Sam Donnell didn't have one of the best quarterback games or anything, but he had a very good game for your first game as a rookie.
0: That's fair. Uh,
1: starting with a pick six. First
0: play of the game pick six. Since ex- with the exception of the pick six here's his numbers. Okay. He went 16 for 20. For 198 yards, two touchdowns, he got sacked twice. That was it. Did he run for anything? He ran six times for minus one yard. Okay. Um, but so, like, reasonable quarterback stats from your, from the number three overall pick right. at this stage of the game, for sure.
1: I have a quick question here. Yeah. So, just thinking, I like to think about things from GM perspectives, because I think you and I are in agreement mostly that, that the majority of NBA and NFL GMs are, like, missing certain pieces and, and are too trend-based and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And we were recently talking off the air about the difference between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold and how Mayfield just kind of randomly shot up draft boards after people met him uh, in the in the offseason. Right. Mm -hmm. If you are the Browns right now, having seen Sam Darnold not have an exceptional game, but have a very good game for your first rookie game. Would you would you trade right now?
0: I mean, the Browns know a lot about Baker Mayfield, a lot more than we know about them. Right. Right. About him. So. Okay, from your perspective, yeah, from you get, get put in right. that seat. Would I make that deal right now? Yeah. I don't think I would. All right. Would you?
1: I don't know. We just, we know Sam Darnold's capable of having a reasonable game. We're not sure that's. True of Baker Mayfield.
0: We're not in it for reasonable games, though, right? Yeah. We're not. We're not. We didn't take the guy with the number three overall pick so he can go so he can throw for under two hundred yards and two touchdowns in a game. But that's in general, it. right? I mean,
1: it's possible he could have done a lot more, but he really didn't have to. It was forty-eight to seventeen. That's actually a really
0: good point. That's true. Um I think it's way too early to to declare any winners or losers. I agree. I agree. I agree. I just wanted to touch on. No, it. It. it's cool. It's cool. Um And Darnold ended up. I mean, sixteen for twenty for 200 yards, is really impressive at this. I mean, really at any stage. Yeah. If Tom Brady did that, we'd be like, well, he didn't throw for many yards, but he was hyper-efficient. Yeah. Like, what's the problem? You'll take 9.4 yards per attempt all day, right? And Darnold
1: looked, although he had minus one yard rushing, it looks like he could be a guy who racks up some rushing yards as a quarterback.
0: He's pretty quick. The thing I like about him most is that his face looks like it's been carved out of stone. Not in a good way. No, like it's, it's like a square. Yeah, Looks I mean, like that's a, cool Like like they didn't finish Like <laughs> chiseling or something, I don't know There's yeah. like too much, they left too much rock on there Or something, it's weird, not in a bad way But not in a good way He has a square face, you know, that that is what it is I mean, you just
1: gotta own that, and he has So last week we found out that you're racist Against people named Joe Yeah this week we find out that you're racist against the square face people. <laughs> <laughs> What's it, what is it going to be next? Race week? war against
0: the square face people. <laughs> Let's go, kill them all. Wow, is that wrong? Uh, that
1: seems that's more than racist. That's violent as well. Well, you, I mean, you entered going to prison territory
0: here. <laughs> you know, I'll say this. Right now, it's funny. But when they listen back on this podcast seventy years from now, they're going to be like those ignorant bastards.
1: Yeah, the square faces are now <laughs> presidents of all
0: countries. <laughs> what what would they say now? That guy never would have voted for Squareface Johnson, <laughs> President Squareface. Johnson. Squareface
1: Joe Johnson, especially not because his name is Joe. Oh my gosh! That's yeah, right. that's that's, that's a, a great point. Super bad situation. Hey, speaking of young quarterbacks, another headline from the mm, weekend. Great. Perhaps the golden Boys not so golden. Young Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah. Had a real shitty game. At coming off of a season where, of course, it was disappointing to see his ACL tear, but his numbers were absurd for a rookie. They were. There were things being said about him, like t- his college coach when he was drafted twelfth overall, or was it tenth? Something like I think that. It was
0: eleventh? But said, no, no, it was twelfth. It was. 12th. He said
1: he said something like eleven teams just passed on Michael Jordan. Yeah. And and that that quote comes out, and then he has these numbers, and you're like,
0: man, I kind of believe. I believed. And, you know, you know, you heard me talk about this. Yeah, for Yeah.
1: He's one of your guys. Yeah. And. Uh, He had a very disappointing game against the Patriots, who I don't know. Their defense is always in question. I'm not really sure if they have a good good, defense.
0: It's pretty good. Yeah, no, they have a good defense this year. Um, That said, this was still a surprisingly bad performance. Here's his numbers. He went 17 for 34 for 176 yards. That's 5.2 yards per attempt. That is like replacement level. One touchdown, one interception. Was sacked three times. He ran eight times for forty yards, which is Deshaun Watson like and very impressive. But that does not make up for his horrific quarterbacking.
1: And that was that, those are just the numbers. If you, just the eye test was not yeah. good for him as far as his throws, the no accuracy, question. the decision making, how long he held the ball
0: in the pocket. It was it was pretty brutal. There's yeah. no question about it. And we're gonna see if that was a one game fluke, if Belichick bamboozled him a little bit, or if maybe he just had a really hot four or five games. I still believe. Like, I'm not off the wagon yet. I, the one game is not enough for me to get off the wagon. I know weird stuff happens in the NFL. I still remember years ago when Tom Brady played the Kansas City Chiefs in week four, and they lost oh, yeah. like 42 to 18. Thurs- in, Thursday night football, I remember that. And Brady threw some of the worst passes. I, maybe the worst. I think that's the worst game he's ever had. And it was, it was horrific. And I was there. You were sitting right next to me. I was there saying... Enough, like Bencham. Let's start with Garoppolo. Like yeah. clearly, it's over. Right. And they went on to win the Super Bowl that year, and they went to the Super Bowl two more times since then and won again. So it was,
1: that was weird because at that game, it really looked like he was having a Peyton Manning kind of meltdown. Yes. You know where it's like, okay, he's just got old. It's
0: right. too much. He yeah. was the MVP last year, and it's like three years later. Yeah. So like just so like one game is not enough to make any decisions about this, right. these kinds of guys, especially bit, when we've seen enough of, from Deshaun Watson.
1: You're a little bit worried if you're a Texans fan or sure. a fantasy owner of Deshaun Watson,
0: which we both are. Yes, at this point. A little bit concerned, it's true. I was really expecting him to be my fantasy superstar this year. I still think he could be, but I will admit I'm less less enthusiastic about it.
1: Yeah. As you have to be. I mean, there are some mitigating factors. It was They are against the Patriots, who scheme very well. This yes. is the game you have the longest amount of time to scheme for of any game. Correct. So they, they schemed specifically for Deshaun Watson, I'm sure. And he didn't have Will Fuller, who is his consistently... Scary deep threat.
0: Well, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, also, this is his first, like, hardcore full-on game since coming back from injury. Maybe he wasn't mentally all the way there yet and didn't trust himself, his body yet. Stuff like that. Maybe he needs a little time. That happens with players, too. Hopefully, that's what's going on. Otherwise, eh, I'm a little worried. Hey, another team. We talked about this in the the best bets bit, but what do we think about the Saints? They ended up losing 48-40 to to Tampa Bay. Wasn't as close as the score implies, though. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay had multiple, I think, 17-point leads in this game. Are you worried about the Saints? I'm worried about their defense. Clearly, their offense is
1: looking good. I mean, that was a good offensive performance by by the Saints. Yes, they still got that. In all aspects. Kamara was a monster. Breeze was a monster. Michael Thomas was a monster. They They were monstrous, but their defense just couldn't stop Ryan
0: fucking Fitzpatrick. Listen to Brees' numbers just for a second. He went 37 for 45 for 439 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, and they that's lost. as good as it gets. I mean, 9.8 yards per attempt. I mean, what in the world? They lost <laughs> somehow. Michael Thomas had 17 targets and caught 16 of them for 180 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, this level of efficiency and accuracy in the passing game, they should never lose, it yeah. seems like. And their defense was good last year. It's really weird. It's very weird. That they got so deeply owned by Ryan Fitzpatrick, who only completed twenty one passes, by the way. But but still, like the passes were deep. Fourteen point nine yards per attempt, which is basically if anyone did that for a season, they would have that would be the greatest season in Pro Football history. Easily of any position easily like by a, by a mile. Right. Easily. Like when Matt Ryan had his MVP year a few years ago, he did 9.3 yards per attempt. I think that was the best in a long right. time.
1: And that's indicative. And it was also obvious when watching it, that it was all big plays for the Buccaneers. Yes. That's I mean, the, the Deshaun Jackson had two big touchdowns. Mike Evans. Mike Evans had one big touchdown. Big.
0: Uh, I mean like mo- they, Godwin. they just got gashed.
1: It was like the middle of the field was wide open. I don't know what was happening there with that defense. Yeah.
0: They had played two plays over 50 yards. I Jeez, mean, that's not good. Plays. They just got destroyed that way. And still actually, like, the score at least made it look close. All right. Anything else stand out to you? I guess Cleveland didn't lose. That's cool. James Conner looked good. He did. That's interesting. And maybe we can talk about Le'Veon Bell just for a second here. Okay. So now that we've seen James Conner be at least a good running back. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying he's at the Le'Veon Bell level. It doesn't seem fair to put that on it's him. It's pretty hard to say anybody is. Right. He's going to have to do what he did in week one for many, many more weeks for yeah. us to start saying that. Um. If you were looking at the Steelers from a sports betting point of view or not, uh, how how much do you dock them for not having on Le'Veon? Let's say if he wasn't going to be here for the next nine weeks, like how much do you think that hurts them? Then if having Le'Veon versus not now that we know what James Conner's capable of.
1: Well, you know what? It's hard to answer that question without really looking at the tape and like having an NFL savvy mind help, mm. help me through it. Yeah. But um, here is is my take. I don't think the numbers James Conner produced are necessarily indicative of the impact that he has on the game the same way that it would be for a quarterback, because he sure. could be simply the product of a system, yeah. and it's possible that the things that Le'Veon does on the field, along with the flashy things that get him the numbers, he also does the subtle things that open up the field for other players, because the rest of the offense was bad. Ben Roethlisberger had a bad game. Yeah. He had one touchdown, three interceptions.
0: I no mean, question. it's
1: possible that Le'Veon alleviates a lot of the pressure on Ben that James Connor doesn't, despite the numbers that he's able to put up.
0: That is possible, but it's also possible it was like a really rainy, windy day, which it was. Yeah, and there's just a lot of turnovers because of that. That's true. You know, that's true. They had five turnovers. The Steelers did. They still almost won. They still should have won. Somehow had five turnovers. Connor actually had a fumble. It was like, he was the first big turnover when they were up by two touchdowns with like eight minutes to go. He fumbled, the Browns recovered and scored pretty quickly. And that got them going. But, um, so, so I guess my question would be, so of the next nine games that they're going to play, assuming Le'Veon doesn't come back till week 10 or week 11. All right. We can make that assumption. Let's just say that for now. It seems like if I was guessing, that'd be the most likely outcome right now.
1: It's hard for me to know, but okay.
0: Yeah. I'm just, as I said, guessing here. Um. How many games do they win with Levion? How many games do they win without it? They're playing 9 more.
1: Oh, well, I think you might just give them half a game. Okay. To
0: if you get Levion back there. Yeah, that's probably that seems fair. Yeah. Um it's it's hard to know and it, again, it's possible that they lose or tie this game with Levion in there as well. Yeah, it's like possible sure. they
1: win this game with Levion in there Yeah, also.
0: absolutely. Yeah. Right. And that's and that's the thing we can't really know. But we know he didn't suck, right? Yes. He was at least pretty darn good and for you fantasy football players out there such as myself, such as Grant, um you're starting him every week. He's the starter in Pittsburgh from here on out. He's your He might be your RB1. Right. He's my RB1 in at least one league for sure. Yeah. Yep. So that's good. That's good for fantasy. But it's too bad His name isn't John Connor instead of James Connor. Yeah, it would be too many jokes. That's too many jokes? People, people like you, oh, the type of person <laughs> that you don't want to
1: hear make jokes about names, Yeah, would be making the joke too much.
0: You know, though, a guy who has a name pretty similar to James Connor? Jake Butt. Jimmy Connors, the ex-tennis player. Jimmy Connors, James Connor. I mean, that's really close. I mean, he's putting down the microphone and staring at me because now he doesn't want to participate anymore. No, you've you ruined the fun with the horrible Jimmy Connor, baby. Jake Butt. He's going he's gonna to serve an ace with that football. <laughs> that's how it's going to go.
1: All right, one more thing that, okay. that I want to talk about from week one, and then we'll move on to the next segment okay. unless you have something what else. We,
0: no, no, that's good. Um,
1: I'm curious how you feel about Andrew Luck moving forward with mm. like him finally being back and seeming healthy for the first time in years. Uh, he, they did lose to the Bengals. It wasn't necessarily Luck's fault. Luck had a reasonable game.
0: I mean, Cincinnati, they were up 23-17 going into the fourth quarter, and Cincinnati scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. But, yeah. I mean, we can make of that what we want. I will. think the Colts defense is pretty bad. Um, sure. I think that's reasonable.
1: Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think Andrew Luck is going to be a transformative player again, or do you think those days have passed?
0: Um, I, I'd like to pick option C, which is those days are in the future, but not in the present. Okay. Um, I don't think he's all the way back. He went, here's his numbers, 39 for 53. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but only six yards per attempt because he only had 319 yards. So there's a lot of dump offs. Yeah. Uh, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, that is not transformative player level stuff. That's more like old school Alex Smith stuff. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Not going to win you games by himself, and the Colts need him to win them games. Yeah, they don't have a defense that Yeah, He's can... the whole thing for the Colts. Yeah. So I think he will find his way eventually, but I don't know if it's going to be this year, and I would not put all my eggs in the Andrew Luck basket if I could avoid it. There's so many other good quarterbacks to believe in. I'd rather, honestly, if I had to pick, I'd rather put my eggs in the Deshaun Watson basket because – He's younger. He's younger. He hasn't missed the last two seasons, you know? Yeah. Like, he's got a lot more going for him. And the last time he played, he looked like a god until, you know, not the last time, but last year when he played. He looked he's looked.
1: he got more god. weapons, too.
0: Yeah. A um, lot more weapons. Yeah. So, I don't know. To me, I'm not ready to believe in Andrew Luck as anything more than a pretty good quarterback for the next, I don't know, two months. What so do you he's think? So, basically Phillip Rivers, you feel like? I'm not sure he's even Philip Rivers yet. Hmm. I think yeah. he's, I think he's Alex Smith. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I kind of lean that way too, which is a little bit sad because it's always fun to have an elite quarterback. Like even though I'm a Bears fan, it was fun to watch Aaron Rodgers be so awesome, you yeah. know, make those throws that nobody else can make. Totally. So I like to see that. So I'd like to see more of that, you know?
0: Yeah. I'm totally with you, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, Andrew Luck, I, Andrew Luck's always been a guy I've been very, very high on since he came into the league. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's been obviously fantastic for many of those years. Uh, I always have him in fantasy, it seems, and things like that. And, uh, but not this year. Nope. Uh,
1: he, was, he was getting drafted in fantasy a little A little early. too high. A little yeah. too high
0: for me. And there were so many good there's so many good quarterbacks anyway that I just felt like I could wait on him. So, no, I, I'm not a believer. I think Indianapolis is really going to struggle this year because he's not. they need him to be basically a top three or maybe top five quarterback um, for them to be any good at all. And he's just not that. And I don't see him being that this year. Yeah, I mean, I could prove to be wrong, but if you can't do it against Cincinnati where you throw the ball 53 times, I'm not sure where you're supposed to do it.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Although similar to any other game, it's just week one. And for Andrew yeah. Luck, it's even more than that because it's been so long since he played an NFL game that had any meaning behind it. That's true. So That's a really good point. It's possible we need to give him a couple of weeks and he'll be just fine, be just as good as he was.
0: Yep. And he didn't have Marlon Mack. You know
1: who gives a shit
0: I mean like Marlon Marlon Mack He's
1: the best Running back on the team I mean maybe You only have his name On your mind Because of fantasy football If you were just thinking About it from a pure NFL football perspective You'd be like Who the hell are the Colts running backs Who cares It's a bunch of nobodies You're saying that now I'm saying Marlon (laughs) Mack Does not matter I say Big Mac attack (laughs) I don't think he matters. Mack Truck, baby. I don't, I don't think he matters at all. I don't think that's going to affect the Andrew Mac Luck's Daddy. success level.
0: I mean, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't think that's a big deal either. Uh, I think much more important is Ryan Grant's development. Uh, if Ryan Grant can be really good, and if Andrew Luck can find himself, then that's that's a big deal. And Ryan Grant, of course, is other main I mean, wide receiver. Yeah,
1: it's possible that he could have a bunch of weapons if things go, if things turn out perfectly for the Colts offensively, yeah. where Marlon Mack actually is a meaningful running back. Ryan Grant develops and, and becomes a reasonable second receiver. Eric Ebron finally becomes what people wanted I mean, him to be.
0: He was good in week 1. Yeah. Um I actually think uh that Ryan Grant is going to be uh, more than a successful number 2 receiver. I think yeah. he's actually I think he's pretty darn good. Uh but I don't know I don't think it's enough if your quarterback isn't there. All you right. know. So that's my take on that.
1: Okay. Any anything else from NFL week 1? I feel like
0: we covered it pretty pretty well there, man. We blanketed that.
1: Yeah. Like like some snow in Green Bay. If we didn't talk about your team and you're upset, um, go ahead and uh, shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, that's what we say. <laughs> we don't have a Twitter address yet, do we? No. We have to get one of those, I guess. You can tweet it at Jonathan's show. personal Yeah,
1: or you Twitter. can just tweet
0: it at 2 poker guys, the number yeah. 2 Poker Guys right now, and say whatever you want to us. That's fine. Yeah. That's our other... That's Getting our main... insulted
1: is kind of fun. We like it. Oh, we point.
0: love it. Bring it on. We've
1: been public internet figures for long enough that I kind of feed off of that at this point.
0: Uh, there was a point when it hurt my feelings, but I guess I'm past that now. I mostly just just giggle.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes a troll does a really good job. Yes, and you want to respond. There's you a guy, know,
0: but you know they win. There's a guy who who gets me a little bit still, and I refuse to respond to him. You
1: can't respond. Can't do it. But the best trolls really elicit that kind of
0: itch to respond. You know. Yes.
1: So be be one of those trolls if you're going to be a troll.
0: <laughs> there were definitely a lot of people, um, just so you guys know, making fun of the, uh, well, first lauding me for when when New Orleans got beaten, saying yeah. like I was cackling like a like a supervillain. You know, because I was because I had called that, not saying that they were going to lose, but saying why that was such a bad team to take in Survivor. But then Detroit lost and Pittsburgh lost or Pittsburgh tied. And then people were piling on a little bit. But that's fair. I don't mind mind that kind of. You're supposed
1: to be the guy out of the two. I'm going to troll you a little bit. Yeah, you're supposed to be the guy out of the two of us. That's better at sports betting. Yeah, and you're the one who fucked the bankroll in (laughs) half. I'm definitely better.
0: (laughs) The bankroll is not anywhere close to being in half. It's miles from that. (laughs) Um, I'm definitely better and uh, and you know the thing to remember in sports betting there's something we said last week is the best guys win like 56% of the time so, so even with your good so bets so 33% you're...
1: is pretty good then <laughs> is that what you're saying are you a
0: numbers guy <laughs> even with your good even when you're making good bets you're going to lose a lot of the time and that's what happened with the See, Pittsburgh bet I am a good troll cuz I got a response out of you No I'm talking to the people I'm not talking to you right nope. now I'm finishing my thought to the people Wrong <laughs> <laughs> You've been trolled <laughs> All right let's move on
1: Okay, so we want to talk about what we're actually going to bet this week and and maybe talk a little bit about Survivor even though we yeah, lost week one. I'm still
0: in. Yeah, okay. Barely. Um yeah, so all right, so we've yeah, we've already gone over our best bets, so
1: yeah, I I think I'll let you convince me that I'm wrong on the bills. Oh, cool. But I you can still make a personal bet, I but don't,
0: I don't want to do it as part of our then thing. Then
1: we won't. It's fine.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: but I I'm going to Fucking destroy you on next week's podcast if if the Chargers win by like thirty see, points. That is
0: not the point. It doesn't matter. That's gonna. I mean, they're gonna win by thirty do you points. you see sometimes. how effective of a troll I am? This is amazing. <laughs> you no, can't even help. I, it. it has nothing to do with. I'm, I'm talking to the people, man. I want them to understand that that just because the results do not matter in the same way. I know that may sound crazy, but like if you're taking it from a poker point, the of view, results do not matter. Yeah. See, there you go. So you say, like let a me finish sni- my a point. Sniper
1: takes a shot at you. He hits you. He misses you. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> the result doesn't matter. <laughs> let me finish what I'm saying. <laughs> If you're in poker and you get in with pocket aces and you lose... Which is like the Philip Rivers of hands. Yeah, you get, it, you get all in preflop against 7-3.
1: Which is like the Buffalo Bills of
0: hands. Right, and you and you're have pocket aces, right? And you lose, which is going to happen some percentage of the time. It doesn't mean you did a bad thing. You did exactly the right thing. You just lose sometimes. And that's what sports betting is. You do the right thing and you lose. A fair amount. You just yeah, lose so, a lot. Sometimes the sniper hits you.
1: Sometimes he misses. It doesn't
0: matter. <laughs> that's just a result. It's, a, it's about process much more than result. It really is. Yeah. And if you if you embrace that, you'll do better. It's about I, making good decisions and not killing yourself when you're when it doesn't work out. And also learning when you make really bad decisions. Sometimes you're like, oh, the things I was believing about this were clearly wrong. And then that's different. Yeah. Like you bet against someone because you think they're terrible, or you think the coach is too conservative or something like that, and it turns out they're not. Well, that's something you should learn and learn from in the future.
1: All right. Well, okay. let's make both of your bets, because I like both of your bets. Okay, I like them, so too. So Eagles
0: minus three. Yes. And
1: uh, Minnesota at a push.
0: Yes. And it's possible those numbers aren't exact, because I'm just looking at the Yahoo lines. But assuming that... I, I would think minus three is is going to be there. If it's minus three or better, great. If it's three and a half, we should maybe not do it, because that's a big difference, as We I can bet saying. the money line, then. We could think about the money line. Um, and then the other thing is, with, uh, with the even money thing, that's probably fine, because even if it's... You know, Green Bay or Minnesota even if it was Minnesota minus one, that's effectively the same as as a push because yep. there are almost no ties as we see in the NFL, even though there was one last week. There was week. one. But there's like two a year. Yeah. So you don't really worry about even versus minus one or something like that. It's rarely gonna come into play. Three is the key number there. Yeah. Okay. Great. So do you wanna do Moneyline Eagles bet just in case it's gonna move or money line No, I mean we'll just go s- well no, we'll just see what it is and All right. I, just we, wanna, I think if we can get three, we should take three. Money line. I think I like, we should take three if we can get three. I like money line. I know. It's more fun. I understand. All right. So what are your survivor thoughts for this week? Oh, let me call it up. I haven't haven't really looked yet. But I got it
1: all right here. I can talk about stuff. Oh, please do. Okay. So if Andy Dalton were a type of dog, (laughs) which type of dog would
0: he be? A chihuahua, obviously. What's the next question?
1: Chihuahua. Interesting. This tells me a lot about your psyche. All right. If Andrew Luck were a type of bird, what type of bird would he be?
0: If Andrew Luck, this, let me, th- let me really there's think about really this. There's a really obvious answer here, okay? <laughs> An albatross. Penguin. Why? Cold. Oh, so when you said you had stuff to talk about, you were just going to, you were just filling? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know. I thought maybe you were going somewhere with that. I got, I got it. And I'm here a, on Survivor. And I also created Podcast Gold. No, that was very interesting, and I'm sure that people love it. Here's the nominees for um, Survivor this week. You ready? Yep. We have like six or seven teams. I think there's one that really stands out for me anyway. Um... The L.A. Rams, they're playing Arizona. They're big favorites. They're the big favorite of the week, like f- minus 13 points.
1: Yeah, that that being a team that you want to save if you can.
0: Yeah, they don't have as many good matchups down the line as you would think. This is probably as good as it's going to get for them. At the same point, they're almost certainly going to be the most popular uh, pick also. Which is
1: early in the season, you definitely want to try to stay away from It'd that. It'd
0: be nice to avoid that if you could. So I think we should X out the Rams, even though this is the best they can do. There's, they're going to be si- significant favorites down the, down the road, too. So we'll, we'll be happy to have them later. Okay, the New Orleans Saints are hosting the Cleveland Browns. They're about eight-and-a-half-point favorites. And they really don't have much left in their schedule that's any good. This is the best they're going to be the rest of the year. That's a risky one, though. It, how
1: come? Because of how each team looked last week.
0: Oh, I'm not worried about that. You're not at all? Nah. I feel fine about that. I'm trying not to overreact to one week. So in we're the going NFL.
1: beyond results don't matter to nothing in the past matters at all. I mean You can't have any predictive <laughs> thoughts based on what has happened in recent.
0: No, we can take it into account, but okay. I mean New Orleans lost by eight points. Uh huh. And to Tampa Bay. To Tampa Bay Where, and New Orleans. Yeah. And Cleveland tied Pittsburgh. Yeah. That game by the way they really should have won when all of a sudden done. Although they yeah. also should have lost, so whatever. That was a ridiculous game. I would say Pittsburgh really had them destroyed. I mean, think of it this way. Cleveland couldn't win, even though Pittsburgh turned the ball over five times. They still couldn't win in Cleveland. How about that? Yeah. you are talking about predictive. I don't know what, what you're talking about. Right. Anyway, so I like the New Orleans thing. Now, the big problem with New Orleans is 22.5% of Yahoo people are on that. So oh, yeah. So that's bad, too. They're, this, they're the third most popular team this also, week. Also, I
1: really am worried
0: about them. Their defense may be really it's bad. fair. Um, the problem is the only three teams that are more than a touchdown favorite, people are on really heavily. The other one is the Chargers at Buffalo, which we know you love. It's, a, it's I, yeah. seven and a half. Um, so those are like the three, and then everything else is less than a touchdown. If you can, you really prefer to do more than a touchdown favorite if you can do it. There's also Denver at o- Oakland at Denver, Carolina at Atlanta, Casey at Pittsburgh, Detroit at San Francisco, Indianapolis at Washington, like the home teams and all of those. They're between five and six point favorites everywhere. It's not great. Yeah, not super great. The Chargers have a better rest of the season schedule than the Saints. So, so you that matters. Save the Chargers. I think if we're going to save one, we'd much rather save the Chargers. The Chargers have a great game against Arizona in week 12. They're hosting Arizona. They're gonna be like nine or ten point favorites there a lot. They host Cincinnati in week fourteen. That's pretty sweet, also. Cincinnati just beat the Colts, though. That's true. They did just beat the Colts, who, you know, we don't think are any good. Yeah. They're also hosting Oakland in week five. I mean, there's lots of nice spots for them that we can use them. The only spots we'd really want to use New Orleans is week five. They're hosting Washington. That's it. Washington might be not bad though. Um, yeah. They were good in week one. They yeah. beat who they beat some bad team some surprisingly bad team. I can't remember but Adrian Peterson Yeah, just ran, ran a rough shot game. out of, and Chris Thompson did too. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I actually because there's three teams that are all really popular here, but they're all the significant favorites, I'm probably not going to worry about and just take one of them anyway. And then I'm I like the I like the Saints personally. Now, we can reasonably disagree about this. I'm not saying there's an obvious answer. I'm just here. concerned
1: about last week for both teams maybe yeah. maybe actually being indicative of how good they are.
0: It's possible that, you're that
1: right. means the Browns are a lot better than we thought, and the Saints yeah. are a lot worse than we thought.
0: Yep. Those things are possible. Yeah. Even so, we just need New Orleans to beat Cleveland in New Orleans. Well, you
1: would have said last week, we just need New Orleans to beat Tampa Bay in New right. Orleans. Yeah. Tampa Bay is
0: probably worse than the Browns, right? Like, preseason rankings-wise? Probably, yeah. Especially without Jameis Winston there. Yeah. Now, if everyone knew Ryan, what's his name, Fitzpatrick, was going to play anything close to that well, they would say different things, right? But whatever. They didn't, and we don't. And we don't know if he's going to do that again. I would never expect him to continue to do that. No. Um, I'm not convinced that Cleveland's any good, even though I understand they tied. Congratulations, Cleveland. You tied a game. Um, I think New Orleans at home is a pretty is a pretty good win. I'm personally going to... I think I'm going to take New Orleans personally. That doesn't mean... But what do you think? Do you like... Would you rather do for yourself or as, as a recommendation? You could also go with the Chargers. That's not crazy at all. Yeah. You know, there's also, as I said... Denver, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, and Washington are all reasonable favorites, but not big favorites. I think
1: I would take the Chargers. Yeah, because I'm worried about the brown. The Browns Saints game doesn't feel as obvious to me.
0: Just to be clear, um, New Orleans is a bigger favorite than the Chargers. I know. So
1: just, uh, to me, I just don't agree with the books okay. there. That's fair. So for me, that's what I, I understand. That the books are probably right, and I'm probably wrong. Yeah. Okay.
0: But I. But- but it's fine to take the Chargers anyway. They're, I mean, those are pretty close. Yeah, I just
1: wouldn't. I wouldn't take the Rams ever because I'd want to save them.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, the most people are on the Rams, although it's like twenty nine percent, twenty four percent, and like twenty twenty percent. So I don't know if there was any other team that was, even if it was a worst team that had pretty good. It was around a rounded touchdown favorite, like a, at least seven points. I think I'd probably want to take them instead and hope for three big upsets. But seems just just doesn't seem great. So. I think you just got to suck it up this week and take a popular team and know that that's just—it's hard. You can't always dodge it. Usually you can, but the all three touchdown favorites are are twenty percent or more. Yeah, it's just unlucky.
1: All right, so let's let's move on. Okay, I'm excited, Jonathan, because sports are back.
0: Yes, they are. They're finally back. We had to wait months.
1: Yeah, and by that, uh, this is gonna probably rub some of you the wrong way, but I don't care. Uh, we hate baseball. It's very boring.
0: Yeah, baseball sucks.
1: It's really boring. So we don't consider that a sport.
0: It's not. I mean, it's not a sport. It's a (laughs) game. It's not a sport, right? No,
1: it's definitely a sport, but it's... (laughs) How is it a sport? It's very boring to me. And uh, so we were just kind of... The the dead season of sports for us is the summer when the NFL and the NBA are both not here. The NBA is actually getting close to coming back. It's about three weeks from preseason starting. Correct. So uh, we get to start talking about some NBA stuff in what should be a pretty interesting and weird NBA season with all the offseason stuff that happened. Mm. Um, We're not going to throw a ton of numbers at you like we did with the NFL over-unders. We're going to split it up over multiple weeks. We're just going to go division by division. Yep. And talk about the teams in a little bit more depth. Sounds great. Sounds a bit more fun. Yes, it does. uh, So we're going to start with the Pacific Division. Okay. And we're going to start with what is... Probably the most talked about team this offseason, if not for many offseasons, the Los Angeles Lakers.
0: Ah, the L.A. Lakers. All right. So why don't you start by, well, should we start by telling us what the number is or should we start by talking about what's on what, about the team and then look I at the number? I think we should
1: start with a number. OK, great. And um, the prices are not yet divergent too much from one to one because not too much money has come in on this so far. So. We're not going to factor in the like what the price you're getting. We're just going to say whether or not we like the over or the under. Okay. Um, that sounds great. The Lakers are 48 and a half. So out of the 82-game NBA season, which if you didn't know that, that's how many games are in the NBA season. Nice. Uh, the Lakers are expected to win 48 and a half, according to the books. Well, then
0: I expected to okay, win that. Okay, that's much, the right? line that is set. Yeah, that's and to be clear, those are really different things. Like yes, the books is right. just trying to come up with a line that they're going to get about half the action both sides, right? Right. Yes.
1: yes. Um so I know your opinion on this one. I'm pretty sure I know your opinion on well, this you one. You
0: know it or you're or you're pretty sure you know it. I'm pretty sure I know. So it. you don't know it. You don't know it.
1: We're going to fight You don't it. know anything. You're, you're getting real close to finding out about that sniper scenario with you're, the results
0: and stuff. Your lack of certainty is alarming after you say you know something. Okay,
1: I think I would, I think I 90% think that you're going to take the under.
0: Okay. And? Well, can we talk about the team before we, like, can we talk okay. about what we think about the team and the setup and then talk about what we think?
1: All right, they got this guy, LeBron
0: James. He's good. In the offseason, he's really good. They have LeBron James, they have Brandon Ingram.
1: Brandon Ingram is also quite good, and the analytics guys love him.
0: They love him. They have Lonzo Ball, who the analytics guys also really like. Yep. They he's also, not, he can't shoot, but he's great defensively. does everything else.
1: Their purported starting lineup, according to ESPN, yeah. which may or may not be the case, we're still a ways away here, is Lonzo at the one, although he just had surgery. I don't know if he's going to be back for the beginning of the year.
0: Hmm. But okay. if, if he's not starting,
1: if, it's Rajon Rondo, who's basically a more mature Lonzo Ball right now.
0: Um... I don't know if he's more mature, actually. More mature than a basketball player. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, he's he can hold the fort for a month. I yeah. mean, that's fine, right?
1: Uh, Contavius Caldwell Pope, who's a reasonable two guard. Yes. And he's backed up by Josh Hart, who people are pretty high
0: on as well. People like Josh Hart to a weird extent. I mean, he's honestly. a good three-point shooter. He's good for the
1: pace and space game, right? Okay. Uh, Their three is Brandon Ingram, who we just talked about. The analytics guys love him. He can create his own shot. Yeah. He's a good defender. Uh, or at least he rates to be a plus defender once he matures. I know, I'm not sure if he is a plus defender yet, but people think he's going to be a good defender.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he's backed up by the venerable Lance Stevenson.
0: Wow. I who, forgot about that.
1: Yeah. So the, one of the many confusing off-season signings made by the Lakers once they acquired
0: LeBron. Also, JaVale McGee they acquired, ja- right? JaVale
1: McGee is their starting center. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's a reasonable rim protector, right? He can... He can catch a lot of lobs from LeBron and Lonzo and Rajon Rondo. Yeah, that's true. Those guys are good passers. Yep. And their starting four is LeBron James. And calling him the four or the power forward is a little bit of a misdirect because that's not exactly how he plays on offense or defense, really. He's more of the point guard most of the time. Yeah. Which is what makes his fit a bit confusing with uh, players who need to be passers, not shooters, like Lonzo and Rajon Rondo, who are their point guards. They have put a couple shooters around LeBron, but it feels like Lonzo and Rajon Rondo are not good fits with LeBron.
0: I agree completely. I mean, Rondo especially. Lonzo at least was a good shooter in college. Like, maybe he's going somewhere. I mean, he shot
1: like 42% from the free throw line last year or something like that.
0: No, that is not indicative of any shooting talent of any kind. Yeah. I mean, that's super brutal.
1: You or (laughs) I could have done far better than that. Oh,
0: yeah. No question about it. Yeah. No question. I mean, to be clear, like, we were actually good basketball players in high school. Yeah. Um, many years ago. Yeah. Like anyway, so we can shoot free throws. We're not as good at the other stuff as those guys. Um, this team does not seem to be really well built around, around LeBron. Number one, which is a slight concern. Because of what you're saying. Like, you need guys who can shoot. If LeBron's right. going to be passing the ball, it's all the ball's going to go through him most of the time, right? Let's
1: get a little more in depth. Uh, okay. if, you, if you were to construct an ideal team around LeBron, what types of players would you have at each
0: position? I mean, I would want J.J. Redick as my two-guard all day long, right? I yeah, mean, that type of player is
1: perfect. Caldwell Pope is kind of a facsimile of that, I guess. He can't shoot that well, though. Not, not as well as those He's guys. He's an okay
0: shooter. Yeah. You can live with him there, and at least he plays some defense, but... Uh, you'd rather have, I think, either a dead eye three point shooter or someone who shoots as well as Collapopo, but is a much better defensive player. It brings other things to the table. He's a little, I mean, he's not a very good player, right? They're paying him a lot of money, but he's not a very good player. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I like the under in this. So, yes, you were correct. Yeah. got to go under 48.
1: Because, and that's mostly because of the roster
0: construction around LeBron. It's not that. No, there's two things. That's one major factor. The other major factor is the West is brutal. It is. Yes. And, and how are they supposed to win 49 games in this in this conference? Like, they got, they play the Rockets. They got to play the Warriors. They got to play Help Me Out, other good teams. Who are other good teams? The Jazz, the Jazz, the Blazers won fifty some odd games. The Pelicans are up and coming. Everyone's good. OKC, right? OKC is good. Yeah, everyone's good. Yeah. So why? Are the, I understand the Lakers added Timberwolves could take a leap. The Timberwolves could take a leap. I mean, it goes on and on, right? Yeah, I mean the, very, the Nuggets. The Nuggets are good. The Pacers are in the East Coast. Yes, Eastern they are, conference. but they have to play, play them sometimes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there aren't very many teams that are obviously tanking at this yeah. point either. The Mavericks are at least trying, right? They got, um, what's his name? Help me out. Doncic. Oh, Luka Doncic, Right, yeah. which is a sign. And they're, they're clearly like going to try and win now. They, they, they also are. got DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. The Clippers are definitely down. Yeah. But like, it's, just, it's not a cakewalk. No. 50 wins is, is hard in the West. It's very hard in the West. The Warriors, West. who were the best team of all time, I'm just going to say it, of all time, last year won 57 games. Well, they weren't trying to win. Correct, but still. And they have a lot of injuries during the regular season. Also true, but 57 games. Like, there are going to be injuries on the Lakers, too. Yeah. And by the way, LeBron often takes two weeks off. I know he didn't last year, but every other season, the last many, many seasons, he's often taken two weeks off in the middle of the year to just, like, get his body back together. All right, I got it. He might do it. He's 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 a year older, too, even though he's the best.
1: I think I would also bet the under. I think a lot. I mean, like you're saying, the line is not actually their expected wins. It's what the book expects people yeah. to be about 50-50 on and the book is probably expecting people to have unusual confidence in the Lakers because it's the Lakers it, the showtime is back lebron is a huge huge deal he so is. that for that reason i think the line is probably set too high and i would take the under but i do have a few counterpoints okay good um, I think you could create a much more interesting lineup than the one I mentioned with these players. Mm. If you just remove JaVale McGee and go small ball, yeah. you play either Ingram or LeBron at the defensive five, and you put in Kyle Kuzma, who I didn't mention. Oh, Kuzma, that's really a nice player quite, for this. Who can really shoot quite well. Yeah. And all of a sudden, your your lineup is Lonzo Ball, Contavious Caldwell Pope, or Josh Hart, whoever's playing better at the time, I guess. Brandon Ingram, uh, Kyle Kuzma, and LeBron James. And you have uh suddenly uh, higher pers- three out of the f- five players on the floor LeBron can pass to and they can hit a three
0: yeah that's a lot better yeah. are we sure by the way Kuzma isn't going to start at the 2 uh he's a bit too big isn't he i don't know the bigger and bigger guys start at the 2 now anyway i'm just wondering
1: i mean I, um, I feel like that's a fair point and Brandon Ingram has a very large wingspan he's not going to be able to if, if if Boogie Cousins is back to health and he's on the floor Brandon Ingram is not going to be able to guard him but against weaker offensive centers Brandon Ingram will be fine as as playing the defensive 5 he might get a little beat up doing that.
0: I mean, here's my question. What's the path to the Lakers winning 50 games? It's Brandon Ingram takes a major step forward. Lonzo and, Ball takes a major step forward, right?
1: Uh, Yeah. Or, But the other path is it's LeBron. Yeah. Like, it Let's might start. just be that it's fucking LeBron, and he <laughs> might really be the greatest of all time. Yeah. He is, as you and I have discussed off the podcast before, it's pretty clear at this point that he's the greatest playoff player of all time. It's, His playoff numbers are absurd. Yeah. It's unfair almost.
0: It is absurd and unfair. Those are good words. I'm going to just say them. Yeah. Because you said them.
1: Herobus Vulgaris was a very smart sports betting guy. Yeah. Maybe the best. He I he said after last season when it was pretty obvious that LeBron was going to be leaving the Cavaliers, that last year's Cavaliers team without LeBron, he would put set the line at 28 wins. Yeah. That means that LeBron is worth... What what did they win, 52 or something? I don't
0: know, I have to look. Uh, no, I think 50, something like that. Though. So LeBron is worth that many wins? In the, in the Eastern, Conference in, the Eastern in that, Conference, in that division. Yes.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. an absurd amount of wins to be worth. It is. And it's possible that he is just such a transformative special player that he himself can make it happen.
0: I mean, it's possible. You're right, you're right. Um, I want to also highlight something you said, though, which is that people tend to bet on good things happening to New York and LA teams, right? Yep. And popular teams. So LeBron going to Lakers is sort of a perfect storm for people betting the over more than they should, which means the under is probably a better bet than, than it would otherwise be. Yeah. Like, like the public money is going to either make it so the price is better or they're going to drive that number up higher than it otherwise would be. So
1: here's a quick question. Uh, assuming just what you know about the injury and the whole situation had the Lakers been able to get Boogie Cousins, yeah. would you take the over?
0: Wow. That's a great question. I think I I would. If it, I don't think the number would be this. No, I agree. But if it was this, yes, I'd take the over. Yeah. Because I figured two months of Boogie yeah. would be worth a lot of wins at the end. Yeah. They would win three more games would be more than enough to push them over for sure, right? Yeah. And they might win more than that. I mean, they would be... Oh, man, if Boogie, w- Boogie could have gone to so many places where it would have been so interesting what would have happened, you know, and yeah. instead pick the least interesting possible team to join. It really sucks.
1: Yeah, well, he picked the team that it's a guarantee that it doesn't matter that he's missing the majority of the season.
0: Correct. There's no pressure on him at all. Yeah. I get why he did it, but man. he went to the Warriors, by the way. Yeah, of course. For those who don't know. Of course, the team that's won the title. Yeah. Two or three of the last four years and is the clear favorite to win again without yeah. him being on the team, let alone with him being on the team. So that's great. So yeah, so, so I like the under, though.
1: I do, too. But I think they could make some interesting
0: lineups if they go small. Here's the other thing we're not taking into consideration, which is important. Maybe the Lakers make a trade midway through the season. Maybe yeah. they move some of their young pieces, like Lonzo Ball, to get a big-time player who's making noises about leaving. Who do you think that? Jimmy Butler, maybe? Here's a guy who isn't, who's not named Jimmy Butler, who just signed with Clutch Sports, which is uh, LeBron's agency. Okay. It's Anthony Davis. He just dumped his agent and signed with Clutch Sports. Ooh. So, but there's a lot of belief out there that the reason why he did that is because he's looking to move. Now, that may not be why.
1: So, they'd have to give up basically everything but LeBron um, to get Anthony. They'd have to I, give up Kuzma, Ingram, and Ball, right? Probably all three.
0: Certainly two. Probably all three. Um, but you put LeBron and Anthony Davis on the same team. That's with, a monster. With some reasonable parts around them. Not great. Just barely okay. I don't even know what to... I don't even... I mean, they could be the two best players in the league next year. Yeah. I mean, that would, be a fa- that would be a fascinating experiment, for sure.
1: I mean, we almost saw the LeBron-Kawhi experiment, but that right. didn't happen.
0: We might see that next year anyway. Yeah. We'll see, right? There's a lot of things that could happen in a year. It's possible if Kawhi makes noises, he's not staying in Toronto. Toronto tries to get something for him, and L.A. says, well, let's not waste a year of LeBron's window, and they trade um, Ingram and, a, and, and two ones for Kawhi. And, now, and Kawhi is the Kawhi of old, and suddenly the Lakers are a monster. Yep. That kind of thing. There there's that, that happens sometimes, right? And so so that's those are the those are to me are the, the ways that they, they hit fifty wins or more as they make a big deal in the middle of the season, which is certainly possible.
1: All right. So we agree on the under here. Yeah. Here's another hypothetical. Okay. I, I like to do weird questions, so here's a weird one. Bring it on. With Obviously, this is a bad preface, but with only the knowledge that you have today, not, not making any assumptions about what the roster will look like next year, other mm-hmm. than what you know now about, like, potentially Kawhi, potentially, sure. what would you set the line for the 2019 Lakers, the 2019-2020 Lakers?
0: So, assuming no, just growth of the young players and no free agent additions, right? No, that's incorrect.
1: Based on just what you know from, like, oh, sports okay. talk, like, so, yeah, so yeah. it's super high variance, because, like, maybe Kawhi's there, maybe he's not. So, how, okay. how would you set that line for... A future season. 53 and a half wins. Because you're assuming, like, at least a percentage of the time they get either Kawhi or some other big-time guy.
0: And or Brayden Ingram slash Alonzo Ball just blows yeah. up. Like, yeah. that's totally doable still. yeah, I, I mean, Ingram's going to his third year. Ball's going to his second year. They can still be really, really good. The squeeze
1: is on here, though, because LeBron is entering his age 34 season. They really got to get a good team together
0: quickly. I mean, I feel like the Lakers are not going to win any titles if they don't if they don't get Kawhi, basically. They're someone like that ASAP. They're yeah. just not going to... Also, the Warriors are blocking them. I don't know if the Lakers win any titles no matter what they do at this point. It may just be impossible. LeBron's too old, and the Warriors are too good.
1: If you put LeBron and Kawhi or LeBron and Anthony Davis on the same team, that might be enough.
0: That makes it possible, especially if Kawhi comes as a free agent. So they don't have to give up anything, and the other guys stay and are good. That at least gives them a one-year window, basically, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Yeah. Like LeBron's age 35 year, that's it. Yeah, and maybe the Warriors are a little broken down. Maybe Clay Thompson is left by then. Maybe they don't resign Draymond Green. There's there's lots of ways it could sort of start to go south. But then, by the way, they've got other threats to contend with. You know, other good teams, including the teams in the Eastern Conference. There's at least three reasonable teams in the Eastern Conference. I guess if the if Kawhi is still in Toronto, maybe they're really good. The Celtics will be good. The, the Sixers should be really good. Maybe the Bucks will be really good. So yeah. There's stuff. There's stuff you got to deal with.
1: All right. Let's move on to the next team. Okay like the under on the Lakers at 48 and a half. Yeah. Let's uh step outside the Staples Center. Oh. Uh let's get a get a little exercise, do a run around the block and re-enter the Staples oh, Center.
0: Come Los on. Angeles Clippers. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, you, you got owned.
1: <laughs> they um they're they're really bad, right? They are they look quite bad. I I'll give you the starting lineup and it's not it's kind of just hodgepodge. Um their line is 35 and a half. Yeah. Which seems kind of high to me.
0: They have a lot of like pretty good players, right? Okay, they have In the Patrick,
1: Patrick Beverly, who is a defensive monster coming off 95 injuries. Yes. Avery Bradley, who was a defensive monster coming off 95 injuries. Yes. Uh, Lou Williams is their sixth man, who is an offensive monster. Yep. Uh, and had a, quite a good year. He had the highest scoring off the bench year ever last year or something. Really? Like 23 and a half points a game. Oh, that's cool. Um, Danilo Gallinari, who is a former offensive monster coming off horrible injuries that he believed in like wizardry and rocks more than Western medicine or something like that. And did not get recommended surgery on a torn ACL a couple of years ago and it ruined his career. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. A, he, he did a Steve Jobs, except he didn't die from it. Uh, <laughs> Yet. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, Steve Jobs refused Western medical treatment for treatable cancer. And that is why he died. Doesn't seem like the thing. He would do, but that's what happened.
0: Yeah. Um, they got that's Tobias
1: weird. Harris playing the four. He's a good, like, versatile wing.
0: He's like a top 65 player or 70 yeah. player.
1: But he's their best player, right?
0: Yes. That's not a good sign. No.
1: Uh, and Marcin Gortat, who I think is pretty cooked at this point. I mean, he's fine. He's like, you
0: know, the 17th best center in the league or something. Of note, they do have Boban. Oh, I still believe in the Boban experience. You guys should just Google Boban hands. Yes, please.
1: Please do that. His hands are bigger than my body. It's... <laughs> he, I mean, he has whatever that disease is called. Giantitis or what is it called?
0: G- gigantism?
1: Gigantism, yeah. The Andre the Giant disease. Um, so he legit has that. Hey, another guy who refused treatment for his disease. Andre the Giant.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, what treatment is there for gigantism? There,
1: apparently there is treatment and it has bad side effects. This, this is from the Andre the Giant uh, documentary. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he refused the treatment and knew he was going to die young. All mm. that um
0: he lived a fun life it seemed at least
1: all right so this this team feels like it's just like what's what's at the uh what's at the goodwill store let's let's go grab yeah. us some of that and hope it works out
0: man it's weird because the clippers were good recently like a season ago they had blake griffin and chris paul yeah. and they were like a and little andre jordan yeah they weren't like a threat to win the title or anything like that but they were a threat to give you trouble in the second round
1: Yeah, they were, like, for, like, five years, I feel like they were between the second and fourth best team in the West.
0: I will give them credit for breaking up the team when it looked like the team wasn't really going anywhere. Yeah. Like, they lost Chris Paul, and then they're like, well, this is not going to happen. They actually re-signed Blake Griffin and then traded him a few months later to the Pistons, which I think was a good deal for them. Blake has a ridiculously big salary and isn't really good enough to justify that salary. They got Tobias Harris back in some ones, I think, um, which is working out reasonably well. Of course, the team is awful. And DeAndre Jordan just walked. So they don't have a whole lot.
1: No. And they do play in that very same stacked Western Conference that the Lakers play in. 35 and a half really feels like a stretch, especially considering the tanking nature of the NBA. Well said. They're not going to be in playoff contention. Nobody's going to be shooting for 36 wins. Yeah. Nobody wants 36 wins. You want like 45 plus wins or you want as few
0: wins as possible. You want to take a shot at some of those. There's three top five prospects at Duke right now. You want one of those dudes. Yeah. Yeah. I got to agree with you, man. Like, the under feels like clear and present, like a danger that Harrison Ford might have to face in an old movie. In some iteration of Jack Ryan. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't see how they're going to hit 37 wins without some crazy thing. By the way, Doc Rivers ain't a good coach. He just yells a lot. This is, I mean, Jerry West is helping them now, which is why I think they made some of the moves they made. And that's good. But I don't think it's going to show up this year in terms of wins that, you know, some of the the good longer term stuff they're doing.
1: Yeah, like Tobias Harris is their best player, right? Like, what is he going to average? He's going to average probably 21 points and six
0: rebounds and three assists or something. Like, if, if that. Yeah. If 21 points. Yeah. I mean, they're just going to be a mediocre team, and that's fine. But if you don't have a true star on your team, you just lose to all the teams that have true stars most of the time. Yep. That's how it is.
1: 20, yeah. 20% of your team is one player, and if that player is LeBron James... It makes your team good.
0: Yeah. And this is, uh, they don't have
1: a, a player that's anywhere near that.
0: It's really hard to win the NBA without without a top 20 player. It's just really, really yeah. hard. And they don't have anything close to that. I so. mean,
1: it's hard to win everything without, like, a top five player, right. really. I mean, like, the Blazers have arguably two top 20 players and can't get out of the first round of the Western I'm Conference. I'm making a
0: face because I'm trying to figure out who the other top 20 it's players is. CJ McCollum. Come on. Top 20? Top 30. You are insane. Top 30. Oh, my God. 30. Get out of you here. You don't think he's top 30? I don't. All
1: right, we'll, we'll, we'll do the list later, and you'll be yeah. wrong. Actually,
0: I'll be Sports Illustrated is doing a top 100 list right now, and they just counted down from 100 to 30 to 31, and I don't think he's in that list, so they must think he's a top 30. He's definitely not below 100. No, no of course not. No, Um, I would – well, maybe we'll make that list in some other, on some other thing. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. we got a lot more teams. Oh, All right, so we like the under. Clear under on the Clippers. 35 and a half on the Clippers. Under and under so far. All right, the monster under the bed
1: is in the bay moving across the bay oh, God. in 2020 is the golden state warriors.
0: They're so good.
1: They their line is high. Well, they won
0: 57 games last year, I think.
1: That was with a lot of injury and a lot with just believing that the number one seed did not matter, which you know what? In the end it actually kind of did because yeah. the rockets I think would have likely beaten them in a seven game series had chris paul not been injured. Agreed. So maybe they'll have to try harder for the wins this year with that realization.
0: I think they probably will. I think they're going to believe that they're favored and they're going to know DeMarcus is coming back and all that. But I think they're also going to acknowledge that they probably shouldn't have gotten out of the Western Conference Finals.
1: And you did refer to them as the greatest team of all time. That said, they
0: won 58, by the way, not 57. Sorry, go
1: ahead. That said, during this Dynasty, this dynastic run. There have been multiple times where they've gotten kind of lucky to get out of a series they were supposed to win. There was last year with the Rockets. They yeah. got lucky that Chris Paul got injured. What and else? They you barely escaped against OKC
0: back when OKC had Durant. Oh yeah, they were down three to one, and they went to Game Seven. Yeah. Now that, by the way, they did not win the title that year because Cleveland came back on them 3-1. to So they won the title the other three years, and they lost that one. So they barely escaped, only to lose in the finals. That's that's correct. So if they had won the title, I would think that's – I'd give you a little bit more, but but you're right. They could have – that's at least twice they absolutely probably shouldn't have made it out of the Western Conference.
1: Like, they're not bulletproof the way the Bulls were, who are the other argument for best team of all time. Now, it's important to say this, though.
0: Kevin Durant was on the Thunder when they – Barely escaped against OKC, and now he's on the Warriors. Right, but
1: last year they barely escaped against I know, the Rockets. But that was Kevin coming. Grant. That
0: was with Durant. All the, their big four guys were all coming off injuries. All four of them. Yeah. So Curry wasn't right. I think until the finals. I think Draymond never had an injury. No, Draymond got hurt. Also, all, literally all four of them were hurt. Like in the last month of the season. Okay, it was crazy. As someone who had a lot of bets on the Warriors to win the title. I was like, well, this is this is the way this is when, when they don't win. This is how it happens. You know, I was like just watching all these injuries happen. Um, so, I mean, I think a healthy Warriors team, like a perfectly healthy Warriors team, or at least an equally healthy Warriors team to the Rockets, beats the Rockets in seven games or in a seven game series pretty much all the time. Um, Maybe. Uh, but that said, it wasn't free. No. And in fact, they absolutely should have lost. And Chris Paul getting hurt when he did was very lucky for them.
1: All right, but let's talk about regular season, what their lineup's gonna look like. Yes. Of course, they have those big four Curry, Thompson, Green, and Durant. Those guys are amazing. They are very good. They also have boogie cousins for the last two so unfair two months of the year. But before that, they have a very reasonable other player. Last year, surprise rookie Jordan Bell who yep. was very good all year.
0: He did a good job. So he'll,
1: he'll probably be in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Unless they put Kevon Looney, who actually showed some promise last year. He was fine. Um, they also have Andre Iguodala still coming off the bench. He is a great bench player. He is. Sean Livingston is a very reliable backup to Steph Curry. I guess. And they have uh, Jonas Yurebko. He can shoot some threes. He, can, he plays you know, a little play, deep, play rebounds a little, s- a little Stretch threes. four. Yeah, he's okay. Nobody else really of note, but obviously that's enough to be... Incredible.
0: You didn't even mention Swaggy
1: P, but whatever. Is he even, he's on the team. Yeah. Nick Young, man. Come on. I'm looking at the roster. He's not he's on the team.
0: Number six. Swaggy P. Uh,
1: in the depth chart, he is not listed. Okay, well. On ESPN.
0: He's, ESPN lists him on the roster. That's weird. Yep. He's not listed on the depth Maybe chart. Maybe he's so far down the depth chart. Anyway, who cares? Who cares about Swaggy P? Let's be honest.
1: All right. So 62 and a half. What do you think? There's a couple conflicting ideas here.
0: I'm going to go with the over. What do you think?
1: I am also going to take the over because of what I said earlier on. Yes,
0: that's the only reason why I would take it, too. Because they believe
1: they need the number one seed to kind of ensure that they can sail to the
0: finals. Yep, exactly. And also, you know, with Boogie coming back, it's possible he'll really want to prove some stuff. So he'll be playing super hard when everyone and be fresh when everyone else is like kind of tired and kind of bored. Yeah. And maybe he'll win some games that they otherwise wouldn't have won for them. Yep. Yeah. So I like the over. All right. So far, we're in agreement here. Yeah, we are. All right, we got two ga- two teams left, right? All right, these teams are probably going to be the hardest for us. We got the Suns and who the else? The Kings.
1: Ooh, all so, right. Two complete dog shit teams. Um, that was mean. Yeah, but was it wrong?
0: Yes. The Suns are not a dog shit team. Oh, anymore. really?
1: Not anymore. Uh, okay, well, DeAndre Aiden is. So let's talk about the line first. The Suns' line is twenty nine and a half wins. Okay. DeAndre Ayton was the number one overall pick for them this year. He did not impress at summer league. People were pretty down on his summer league play. Okay. Um, people thought he probably should have been the fourth or fifth player. Uh, a lot of people are thinking he's kind of interchangeable with Mo Bamba at this point, who is the sixth overall pick, I believe. Um, that's what I've heard okay, from I, smart people like I, Nate Duncan.
0: That's that's fine. I mean, Mo Bamba has nothing close to the offensive potential that DeAndre Ayton has. But go on.
1: All right. Anyway, people were were
0: they were down on pretty down on him. his okay. summer league
1: performance. Okay. They thought like. You could have easily taken who was the guy who um, the Grizzlies got they were higher on him he was supposedly really good in summer league
0: The Grizzlies boy it's hard to put myself back in my head yeah I can't remember now. that guy's
1: name but he had an incredible summer league. Um, Wendell Carter jr. on the Bulls mm. was was is looked better than Aiden in summer League so it feels like Aiden wasn't that like blue chip number one overall like clear obvious seven foot monster that sometimes you see enter the league He's not that guy it doesn't seem. At this point. So that hurts them a little bit. Um, they mm. have Ryan Anderson starting at the four, but they have Josh Jackson behind him. So
0: really, it's Josh Jackson. By the way, the Memphis guy is uh the Grizzlies. Jaron Jackson. Jaron
1: Jackson. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. He like people are thinking he should have maybe been number one, if not Doncic.
0: People were very excited about Jaron Jackson. I would yeah. Say um, so I w- I'm not going to give
1: Ryan Anderson the spot. It's Josh Jackson. Right. He's more of the starter than Ryan Anderson. No
0: one likes Ryan Anderson.
1: Yeah, Josh Jackson, by the way, has not really no. developed into the player that people wanted. Although he's still very young, it's only going to be his third year, so he could still be great.
0: It's going to be his uh, this second is, year. He this was not a year. he, he was, was a rookie, rookie last year? year. Yeah, was he? Yeah, it was be, the big thing was that the Celtics were um, either going to take him or Tatum, excuse me, Tatum, because they dro- dropped down to three, and Jackson. They flew out to. Um, the West Coast, to see Josh Jackson like in a workout, like the brain trust flew out. And midway through the flight, they like, got an email saying, he's not going to work out for you. Huh. And Phoenix, who was picking four, told them to do that so they would piss off the Celtics to make sure they wouldn't draft him. Turns out the Celtics got Jason Tatum, which I, they probably were going to take Tatum anyway, is my guess. But they were, they were doing their due diligence on Josh Jackson for sure and never even got to see him work out. That was last year.
1: That was really last year? Yeah. It really felt like it was the year before.
0: No, we've just been talking about Josh Jackson forever. Is what it is. I'm gonna look him up. I'm gonna confirm it, but I, I know I'm right. Yeah, here. I
1: think you should confirm that. Um, yeah, they did add Trevor Ariza in the off season on a one year fifteen million dollar contract. He is a good piece to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have TJ Warren starting over him. I don't. I, I believe Ariza will probably start. They have Devin Booker at the two, who just had hand surgery. They just paid him what one hundred fifty-five million dollars. Some
0: outrageous amount of money. I'm not huge. I'm not as big on Devin Booker as most people are. I got to tell you,
1: uh, I'm not huge on Devin Booker either. He does not play defense right. at
0: all. He's a great shooter. He's, he's an is amazing great, shooter. He's a and great scorer. shooter
1: and a dynamic scorer, but he's not awesome at really any other element of the game.
0: Yeah. By the way, Josh Jackson confirmed last year was okay. his rookie year. Cool. He did thirteen points, four and a half rebounds, one and a half assists.
1: And here's here's a real problem for the Suns. I haven't heard of two of the three point guards on the roster.
0: Yeah, we that's a problem right now. Ellie Akobo, He's a rookie.
1: DeAnthony Melton.
0: Akobo, I think, was their second-round pick, first pick okay. the second round. I and uh, is.
1: Isaiah Kanan, who's just been a journeyman yeah, for a while. They don't really have any... Oh, they have Dragon Bender also coming off the bench. He hasn't proven anything. No. They have Tyson Chandler, who is completely done.
0: No. They have uh, TJ Warren. Did you mention him?
1: Yes. And Williams. they also have Mikael Bridges, who they drafted. He's a rookie, yeah. Yeah. It uh, it definitely feels like a restoration project still, and they're really kind of seeking... They need to fill the point guard spot with somebody. Agreed. It doesn't seem like they've come to the answer for that. That said, 29.5 is a pretty low number. It's
0: only 29.5, and and the Suns are going to try and win. They're not going to be tanking, I don't think. Do they not have their
1: draft pick for next year?
0: No, 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 they do. But, I mean, if they're bad, they're going to be bad anyway. I think they want... Uh, I shouldn't say they're going to try to win. I should say it differently. They're gonna, for the first three or four months of the season, they're going to try and win. And then after that, they'll probably go into tank mode because they're going to be horrible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe you're right. I was going to take the over on this, but I feel like you're sort of talking me into the under pretty hardcore. They're very, very young. They've never done, they've not done a good job with drafting so far at all. And I don't believe in Josh Jackson, um, Ryan Anderson. I mean, they, they can start Trevor Ariza and Ryan Anderson. That's kind of cool. Those guys are fair. Whatever, like, but I mean they don't have any great players yet, and there's no reason to believe DeAndre's ready.
1: No, I don't think DeAndre is Aiden. very good. So
0: I think he probably is good. I think summer league. There's a lot of overreactions to summer league all the time, especially big men are often like slower to develop and stuff like that. He's young, but but slower to develop is a problem for this year, right? So it's I th- close. I think
1: a reason to take the under for both of us is simply that we are lower on Devin Booker than. The Mm. public and Devin Booker is a huge huge key
0: to their success, right? And and he's hurt. Yeah. Now, he's probably going to make it back for the beginning of the the season, to be clear. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes these things linger and sometimes things are a little off for a while and that's not going to help. Yeah. Okay. fine. Bring the under. All right. Cool. So we went under, under, under so far. That's interesting. We have an over on the Warriors. Over on the Warriors. Great. And now the last team, the Sacramento Kings. The last
1: team is even more of a trash fire than the Suns somehow. Seems mean, but go on. All right. This team is made up entirely of centers. They only have <laughs> centers on they the team. have a ridiculous amount of centers. <laughs> uh, it's true. The line is very low for the Kings. Yeah. So this one will be interesting to debate. It's 25 and a half. Wow. Uh, their yeah. lineup Okay, so let's talk about their draft actually first. They people it's early days, but people really think they fucked the draft up taking Marvin Bagley the third. It's Bagley, Bagley second overall. Um, people r- really think they should have gone with Doncic or almost anybody else. Like people are pretty low on Bagley S-
0: since summer league. So he had a great summer league. He tore up summer league. Did he? Yes. Oh, okay. He was fantastic. Well, then maybe he, I think okay. he played eight and and completely dominated him and. Maybe he only played like three games or something like that. Are you but sure you're thinking really Bagley really and not Jaron Jackson? Yeah, I am. Okay. I'm thinking of Bagley. Bagley was great in summer league for, uh, for as long as he played anyway, and people think he's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't watch. I don't watch college.
1: All right. That <laughs> said, he's a rookie. Yeah. And uh, but I mean, he's going to get the time. They're yeah. going to start that guy. I think. But listen to the rest of this. Okay. Lineup here. De'Aaron Fox. Okay. He's he could be pretty good. He's f- probably fine. Buddy healed. Eh, it's not great as a starter. No, one of the two Bogdan Bogdanoviches in the league.
0: I yes, don't, the non son. the non guy who's on Washington who's a wing. He's a bigger guy, right? Yeah, he's no, a, no, he's also he's also a wing. Bo-
1: <sighs> they're both wings. Why are they both named Bogdan Bogdanovich? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Willie cauley Stein, who has not really done much at
0: all since college. No, it's a bad team. They have Harry Giles if he can come back they from have his injury. They have Scala Sebre who people liked.
1: They have Nemanja Bedgelo listed on the team on ESPN, but he has Ugh. refused his contract and is playing in Europe now. This team is so
0: bad. They have Zach Randolph and Costa Kufos. Zach Randolph was good a long time ago. But it, the numbers are 25 and a half? Yeah, yeah. They have Iman Shumpert. He's okay. I mean, look. This team for sure is going to win at least 20 games, right? This is at least 20 wins. Probably. They are in the Western Conference. They are in the Western Conference. They get to play Phoenix. (laughs) That helps a little bit. They get to play Phoenix. That's true. I feel like I got to take somebody over. We took the Warriors over. Yeah, I know. I'm going to take the over. I believe in Bagley. I'm taking the over. I think Bagley's ready.
1: All right, we're going to argue on this one. I'm taking the
0: under. That's fair. Darren Fox could maybe make a step forward, too. I admit, this is a little precarious. I wouldn't bet money on this.
1: Who are the bigger contenders for next year's number one pick than the Sacramento Kings? Hard to hard to name. I them. went
0: silent and not on purpose. Yeah, actually, the Celtics have the Kings pick, and so I should be very excited about yeah. them being horrible, and I am yeah. actually excited about them. Maybe I'm just crazy.
1: I mean, the Bulls are no longer in that, no. in that contest. The Hawks, maybe? The Hawks and the Magic, maybe,
0: those I mean, teams. I mean,
1: the Magic of Aaron
0: Gordon. Yeah. He's probably the best player of all these guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, let me ask a different question. So, So I'll take over anyway. You'll take under, fine. If, you're actually, if you had to put money on one of these five teams to go over-under, what would it be? Which team would you pick? What do you think is the best pick out of all these for betting? Clippers
1: under 35 and a half.
0: That's a pretty good one. Um, I'm split between the two LA teams. I really like the Lakers under 48 and a half. I'm, yeah. taking, I'm going with the Lakers. Okay. But the, but the Clippers is a pretty reasonable one, too. That feels like a f- relatively safe bet. Yeah. Cool.
1: All right. Well, that's the Pacific Division. All
0: right, and that's it. We're not doing any more until next week. Every week we're going to do a division leading up to the NBA regular season kickoff at the end of October. Yep, it's going to be a very slow. We're of course ride, going to be talking to
1: plenty of NFL
0: mostly during NFL.
1: that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm excited to talk basketball too. I mean, uh, from a sports betting perspective, I don't have much skill in either thing. That's why this is part of why this is called lighting money on fire. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, as far as actual play of basketball, I have a lot more knowledge there than I do in football. I actually played, sure. as Jonathan teased, we both played basketball at like relatively high levels. I
0: mean, not not. let's slow our roll a little bit here.
1: By relatively high, I mean like we actually had to think about plays and stuff. It wasn't just like <laughs> throw the ball around and hope it goes <laughs> you in. You mean,
0: yeah, we played for teams and had yeah. uniforms and had plays and coaches and... And actually, we're, we're starters on our teams and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but in was, high school, I mean, let's not overstate what it. What
1: I'm saying is I couldn't tell you really what makes a defensive right NFL player great, but I can watch a basketball game and understand a bit
0: more about Your it. Your high school team was actually really good, though, right? It was pretty good. And you started on it? I did. And when you say it was pretty good, what do you mean? I mean, it was pretty good. Like We went to the state championship once. Uh, well, you were a starter. Yes. That's pretty good. Yeah. You mean you've played in the final game for the state title? Yes. But you lost, right? We lost. Because I assume you would have said we were state champions. We lost, yeah. But that's really good. And you were a starter on that team.
1: I was, although I was splitting time with another player. How so much
0: did you play? About half or a little I less? I played a
1: little less than half.
0: So so he was like your sixth man who he played? He was better than me. Yeah so, yeah. so they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll sit down the, the bad kid and <laughs> the good kid now. No, yeah. but you, you still got to play, though, a fair amount.
1: Yeah. And you played in college. I did. But for Division three.
0: Yes. Division three. Um, I was the leading scorer as a freshman on that team, but come on. they were It was a terrible team, and no one cared. <laughs> like, we would have games, and like 30 people would show up and watch the games. I bet I mean, the under on us being
1: very good at basketball. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, you know, we're better than the average guy our age sure. in America. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Anyway,
1: as we should should have said more often don't take any of this as advice by the yeah. way all of the sports betting stuff this is just our opinions
0: this is entertainment yeah. mostly and you know these are our opinions but that doesn't mean we know what we're talking about and it's important to say that you're right we should say at the beginning of every show yep maybe we'll start that oh, it is called lighting money on fire in fairness to us yep so maybe you should know that already like i think we could argue pretty pretty convincingly in a Federal Court of Law. Since the name of the show was Lighting Money yeah. on Fire, if anyone thought it was a good idea to do what we said, that's on them. And I think a judge might just agree with us. I hope so. I don't know. But I believe in the things I say, bro. Maybe we'll get Ito. That'd be sweet. Ito? Yeah. Judge oh, Ito. Judge Ito? That would be sweet. We'd get an autograph. Did you know
1: he was also a factor in the Menendez case? I did not. Yeah. He set the uh, location of the trial, which was very important. It mattered? Yeah. Did they get off? No.
0: Glad somebody didn't. (laughs) All right. Anyway, we're out.